by split decision. How do, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome, episode four, split decision. We're back again. Two this week. Not too bad. Not a bad effort from us. As always, I'm here with Matthew Clark. We are in the uh, North London Hornsey studio this week. Matthew, good how, to see you. How are you? Happy Sunday. Yes, happy Sunday. How are you today? Not bad. Not bad. Actually, I went out last night. We, uh, me and my girlfriend, did a little belated Valentine's Day out, but uh, feel pretty fresh considering. Didn't get too too hammered. Had a bit of an early night, so we went out early and got back early, which is quite nice actually sometimes, go out during the day, a bit of daytime drinking. Uh, went Borough Market, got some good food there. Um, got some fermented cheese to bring home with me. So uh, all in all, had a pretty good weekend. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good, mate. I'm feeling good. Bit nasally. I think the weekend last week, uh, plus with a piss up at Tottenham on Wednesday has pushed me over the edge. But uh, I'm feeling good, mate. Yeah, Wednesday, went to Spurs Dortmund. Very surprising result. Absolutely. I bet you were buzzing for that one, weren't you? Well, I put it on. I put it on at home and I was watching it and I was like, oh, Dortmund, tough. Tottenham, sort of missing key players. Yeah. Maybe had a little bit of a stumble lately. How are they going to get on? And absolutely uh, demolished them in the end, didn't they? Well, my old man, he always texts me like, oh, Mac, you put a pound on for me for this. He's an Arsenal fan, but he, uh, just for an easy life, because my mum uh, is a Tottenham fan and when I used to live there, We'd both have the ump if Spurs got beat. I think he's acclimatised to wanting Spurs to actually do well yeah. for an easy life. He messaged me saying, man, put, put a pound on 4-0. Oh, I, was like, I was like, I'm not going to put a pound on 4-0. I actually did it because I had a free bet in my paddy account. And I was I was buzzing for it at the end there. I thought, thought he nailed it. Yeah, yeah. It was only 45-1. to 1. I thought that was a bit bit short. Yeah, it is. But evidently bit short. not, no. Well, yeah, maybe the bookies, they know what they're doing. They know something we didn't, I suppose. Big Laurenti coming on. Yeah. What a legend, He mate. does it. From every now and then, every time to time, he, he turns up, doesn't he? He's a little bit, uh, little bit of a nothing player sometimes, but he can pop up and uh, put in some good performances, score some crucial goals, doesn't he? thing is, though, it's like you can't expect him to just go straight in and start scoring goals. He ain't played for a regular set of games for a few years now. Nah, and he's getting on a bit as he, well. He would have missed that header a couple of weeks ago, I think. But he's... he's He's loving it in a minute, the big man, them beautiful eyes. Yeah, and he's just got uh, getting dropped to look forward to when Harry Kane comes. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like, it's all part, it's in his contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the big man's back, you're on the bench. No, that's, that is fair enough. So <coughs> Harry Kane, for God's sake, isn't it? But uh, yeah, aside from that, I had the day off after I needed it, yeah. Felt like rough as shit the next day. Um, and had a weekend off, getting into some documentaries on Netflix. Nothing to report, really, aside from that. Aside from Abducted in Plain Sight, if anyone hasn't seen that yet on Netflix, get involved in that. It's one of the craziest documentaries you will ever see. We were talking about it this morning. Just completely mind-blowing. Yeah, it's, it's madness and <laughs> gruesome and it's just, yeah, horrible stuff, really. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're laughing, but the, the actual uh, content isn't uh, funny at all. Yeah, it's just just bizarre, isn't it? It's bizarre, bizarre, yeah. Get on the Ronnie Coleman documentary, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you recommended that. That's... Uh, put me off doing squats for life definitely definitely. Yeah. But such a nice guy what a top geezer don't let it bother him all these sort of problems he's got now just I can't get into the old bodybuilding actual as a sport though it's just bizarre to me nah ain't a sport I'm not having it as a sport <laughs> I'm afraid I mean fair play to him to get to that size that's a lot of effort that's a lot of commitment <laughs> fair play to him yeah. <laughs> ain't a sport is it nah nah nah, nah. nah. but uh, that's been my week 
Nothing really too much to report. You got any news this week? I have got a little bit of news. Yep. Bit of calls for celebration. <laughs> Gone and got myself a new job. Congratulations, Thank Joe. You. Can Thank we have a round of applause, everybody, please? Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, this uh, slight slight deviation in, in my uh, career trajectory, so it's something slightly different. It's something I've been trying to get into for a little while, so got the news on Friday, it was. Yeah, Friday. So, yeah, very pleased with that. Well and, done, uh, mate. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm buzzing for you. I think that's enough about us, though, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Might as well give the people what they came here for. Some uh, What's that? MMA talk. Okay, yeah. I hope that's what they're here for anyway. Where, where should we start? Well, we may as well start, <clears throat> I think, MVP daily. Okay. Uh, first one on Sky Sports. I actually managed to get up for this one. Set me a laugh for about half four. Crow Cup and Nelson was on at the time, but um, I weren't really into it. I was still trying to wake up. So for, for all those of you that care, Crow Cup won a decision. Don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was a correct decision or not but he won in the old uh, old lads heavyweight division but in the MVP daily fight it was quite entertaining in that it was testing MVP on the ground daily was shooting in yeah, the second round didn't he um, I don't think that bodes well for MVP because he was actually getting these takedowns yeah first round daily didn't throw a bean at him MVP for about three automatically won that round and then Daly sort of took over in rounds two and three. Uh, got the takedowns, bit of ground and pound. And after that, he was still getting takedowns in four and five. But MVP was doing more damage when he had the opportunities, whether it was on the ground. He had his back in round five, nearly choked him out. So I think a lot of people are saying that Daly got robbed a bit, but you can't just take someone down and then expect you automatically won the round. So I think uh, it was a just decision. Uh, it was 48, 47 across the board. Our big John McCarthy called it as well, 3-2. to two. So it's a win for MVP. Not quite the fire fight we were expecting. And he moves on to fight Douglas Lima in the next round. How do you reckon he gets on there? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, it's a little bit of a shame that the, the fight went sort of to a decision. We were expecting a few more fireworks, I would say. I think Paul Daly, sort of, he rocked him. At least once I saw MVP rocked him back. So there were some definitely some good moments. Uh, as for how MVP gets on now against Lima, I think this is, um, I think this, the fight last night was quite revealing, um, for, for everything that you've just mentioned. Yep. So I think you could see him struggle against Lima. Lima's obviously been around for a while. He's fought the best of the best. He's got a lot more experience against better level fighters than MVP has. So I think MVP is going to have to he's going to have to definitely step up. I would say in in his performance if he wants to get that win against Lima. Yeah, no, absolutely. Daly's by no means a sort of top level wrestler, is he? But maybe MVP went into that fight not training any wrestling at all, not expecting Daly to shoot, and perhaps that's why. And obviously he's had personal problems as well, MVP. So to get the win, I think was just the main thing here to move on to the semi-finals and um, I'm, I'm hoping he goes the whole way obviously he's an Englishman so good luck to him Daly don't know what you do with him now he's, he's lost his last two or whatever or what was it three now so he's not really sort of in the mix getting on a bit where does he go do you reckon I think, I think there's room still for him to have a few more fights I think um, 
uh, kind of put him in there just for a purely entertainment value from now on. Mm. Um, he's probably not going to get a, a, to the title again. He obviously lost last night, so that's out, out of the window for a little while. If it was up to me, I would just keep him away from wrestlers, keep him away from anyone with any kind of grappling experience. <clears throat> just put him in there against some, some decent strikers and hope that you, you get some uh, sort of stand-up wars just, mm. just for purely entertainment value. Yeah, I mean, the only problem is that division is just, if you look at them, they're all grapplers. Yeah, they are. Fitch, McDonald, Lima, Karoshkov, um, who's that other fella? Um, Ed Roof. They're all grapplers. So I, I, I can personally see him sort of leaving in some way. I don't think there's really too much room for him there. Let him go to perhaps somewhere like, maybe one to pick him up. So you never know. Yeah, he could be right. It could be the way to go. But uh, as it is, MVP moves on to the semis, which is in May the 11th, I think I saw last night. Um, tough fight, I think, but hopefully he goes the whole way. He's not stupid. He knows it's going to be a sort of completely different fight. Former champion, Douglas Lima took McDonald the whole way last time, battered him, still lost, but dragged him into deep waters. So tough fight for MVP. If he gets through this one, I, I could see him going the whole way. Yeah, I think if he gets through this one, then that, that is a real uh, coup for him, isn't it? That's a mm. real, uh, uh, yeah, good sign. Yeah, cool. Anything else to add on the old Bellator front? I mean, on Sky Sports for the first time. Yeah, so it, we mentioned it during the week in our midweek show. It's good to see it on Sky Sports. Um, the more the more we can get access to MMA from, from around the world, the, the better it is for us as fight fans, so... Hopefully, hopefully it goes well for Sky Sports. Hopefully they see the value in it going forward and hopefully they, they sign an even uh, longer term deal than, than they've got currently. Yeah, just having it on Sky Sports, I found watching it this morning, was just it just adds legitimacy to it. Rather than being on 5 USA, it just seems more legit that it's on Sky Sports. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really have much input into the production and rightly so, I think, just let the Americans crack on with it. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm bang up for it. I think they've only got the European ones, right? Yeah, got European ones so far. Uh, I think they got the next three at least. Oh. So um, yeah, we'll have to see how they get on there. But time will tell, eh? Definitely, definitely. Another British fight. Moving on from that, uh, that's on Sky Sports in boxing it was announced this week. Anthony Joshua against Big Baby Miller. It's got not even a mixed reaction. It was Mostly negative from uh, a little tweet that was put out by Sky Sports. Sky Sports said, who's excited for this one? And then you got a host of entertaining and derogatory sort of uh, responses. Some brilliant responses in there, yeah. Shout out to some people who are on Twitter because they just, they just kill it sometimes, don't they? But um, so, Proper pushing the envelope, some of them. But, some uh, are, yeah, yeah. But uh, it entertained me at work, sitting at my desk, I'm scrolling through Twitter. And look, I can see why people have got the ump with it. It's, you know, who is Big Baby Miller? Joshua's touted as the best heavyweight on the planet um, and has probably shown that he is or at least is top three Yeah. so we all know who the other two in that division are so when Anthony Joshua announces a fight against uh, Big Baby Miller who isn't that well known it's disappointing but the, the caveat to that is that uh, Fury and Wilder are having a rematch mm. so how can Joshua just insert himself in there really when that rematch we all want to see that so I, yes it is disappointing that Joshua isn't fighting someone well Fury or Wilder yeah but at the same time that just isn't possible at the moment so he's got to fight someone yeah no I understand what you're saying it's almost like he missed the boat on the Wilder Fury fight he can't turn back time so he's got to go with someone and um, 
why not introduce yourself to the American audience? I think it's a disappointing fight, but is what it is. You've got to go somewhere, like you say, isn't he? Yeah, and it's disappointing that, they, that it seems to be pay-per-view for the moment as well. Pay-per-view in England? Pay-per-view in England. Okay. Um, so that'll be New York. So, I mean, it's not as bad as when it's on the West Coast, so maybe it'd be 2, 3 o'clock kind of start in the morning, but I think you're uh, expecting a lot Especially, let's look at the normal pay-per-view prices, about 20 English pounds. I think you're asking a lot if you're going to ask us all to uh, either stay up or wake up in the early hours, pay 20 pounds to watch Joshua against someone who we all know is not really worthy of that opportunity. Yeah, particularly, I think a lot of his fans are starting to turn on him as well. So that doesn't enhance uh, his sort of likability, does it? No. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's really even his fault, is it? It's not his fault. And I think um, Eddie Earn kind of messed it up. He had the opportunity there before the first Fury Wilder fight to go in with a good, solid offer and make the fight that we all wanted to see. You know, Tyson Fury, that was the prime, prime moment to fight Tyson Fury. He's been off for a year or, or however long he was off, put on 10 stone, lost it all, come back and fought a couple of bums. That was the moment. And that would be your best opportunity to beat Tyson Fury, make that fight be one of the biggest heavyweight fights for years for yeah. years and years but that's gone now it's too late for that Fury and Wilder have already fought we all want to see that rematch if we look to uh, Big Baby Miller against Joshua I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a cakewalk it's not a complete walk in the park for Joshua Miller will be the I think the heaviest person he's ever fought I think he's at least like five stone from his last fight five stone heavier than Anthony Joshua is that right? generally is so there definitely will be problems for Joshua to work out there, but I expect him to get the job done. Yeah, no, same. He's top 10, isn't he? So he should, like you say, pose some kind of threat. He's no mug. No, definitely. And maybe Dillian White is more deserving. But what happened with that one? Well, I think Dillian's been made mandatory. I think, you know, his boxing's a bit convoluted, but I think Dillian White's going to fight Povetkin next. And I believe the winner of that will then be mandatory for Joshua's belts. So then you got like no one wants to see a Povetkin rematch. No, <laughs> no. So you better hope Dillian White wins it. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. That's boxing for you, isn't it? But um, yeah. I mean, I, I won't. I'm not going to be watching that one. So I was, I'd rather see it play out and see who he has to fight after that. Anything more to add on the news front? Fight news front. Yes. So not with that particular fight. We'll move on from that. Something that seems to have been announced this week. I don't know how official it is. I don't, I'm not sure if the UFC have said anything about it. I know uh, Max Holloway certainly has. He looks like he will be fighting Tony Ferguson at UFC 236 for the interim lightweight title. What an absolute cracking fight yep. this is. Oh, I was buzzing when I read this. Friday night, I was coming home from work. I saw it. It was on Wikipedia, Joe. It has to be true. Ah, it must be true then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wikipedia so doesn't lie. I think Max tweeted it out. He, I can't remember what he said, but he was mugged off Tony in some way, and he sort of posted this sort of snippet from Two Three Six Wikipedia page that they're fighting for the interim title. I like it. I like it for the interim title. It's what an interim title's there for. We mentioned it on the show midweek. The champion's inactive. He's not going to fight for a year. Don't need to strip him. Just bring in the interim title. And what better way? What do you make of it? I mean, do you want to see Tony wait for Khabib or do you want to see him get cracking? Ideal world, Khabib wouldn't be banned and he would go straight in against Tony for the title. I think Tony deserves it. That's the fight I want to see. As it is, that's not what the uh, lay of the land is. 
Khabib is banned. So for me, there's no point in Tony waiting. Why not take this fight for an interim title against um, a man from a weight class below? Yeah, I think I think it makes sense for Tony to do this. I think it'll be massive, massive fight. There'll be massive hype around it. The two good characters got good shit talking. I think there'll be a nice bit of uh, bants between them. Um, so I'm very excited for this one. In terms of how it plays out, it's a difficult one. I think you mentioned earlier with the uh, the gas tanks these two men have got, if there was no rounds, they could be fighting for like a week straight yeah. and neither of them would tire. So I don't know, maybe, maybe one of the questions is how does Max do at the at a higher weight? I think if you look at how he's got on in the last year or so at least, he's been piecing everyone up, just absolutely dominating everyone, getting some finishes against Aldo as well, knocking down, uh, I think he knocked down Ortega or at least... Uh, wobbled Ortega mm. beat the shit out of him either yeah. way so how how is that going to translate when he moves up in weight obviously he's still going to have the skill to lay those punches on Tony Tony gets hit we all know that is there going to be any power in those I assume so so I think it will be interesting I think you'll have the probably on the face of it the more technical fire in Max Holloway I would imagine he would win most parts of the fight with his stand-up technique, if you look at the Brian Ortega fight, for example, absolutely destroyed him. Um, but Tony Ferguson is Tony Ferguson, and he can do anything at, at any moment. So that, yeah. that's the interesting kind of uh, matchup that's going to play out there. It's a very solid breakdown there, Joe. Uh, I like it. And I think you nailed a lot of good points there. Do you think Tony's taking a big risk by doing this, though? If Tony loses, then yeah, that's his that's his title run out, out of the picture, isn't it? Because then you've got Max ahead of him, then you've got um, Connor still in the picture, yep. which we personally don't really want to see for the moment, but the UFC obviously love him for various reasons. Uh, and then you've got people like Ally Aquinta. I think if Tony loses, he's going to have to start. He'll have to fight Ally Aquinta or someone of that ilk. Poirier's in there. Poirier's in there, still desperate for a fight, so it's a risk for uh, Tony. It's definitely a risk, but like I say, fighting a smaller smaller man maybe it's the most sensible risk at the moment yeah I think we'll get a violent decision either way I can't see anyone sort of beating or stopping the other person because they're so tough but uh, I think we get a violent decision and perhaps even a sequel what do you reckon possibly yeah it depends what Khabib's doing I think if he's going to fanny around and he said he's going to take a year off because his brothers are uh, got bands if he wants to do that fair enough I'm happy to see Tony Max a couple of times in the, in the meantime. I mean, I love Khabib. I'm no one's a bigger fan than me, but you can't hold a division up. You just got to let the other boys crack on with it. You can't just sit there and just hold it all up for just for your brothers, as you say. So uh, I'm all for it. I'm glad it's not Connor versus Cowboy for the title. Let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. And there's mm. no need. I'm make Connor Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. Still a fight, and that's still a brilliant fight. Just a fun sort of sideshow almost I mean it shouldn't really have too many implications on the title if you ask me no and it doesn't matter for Cowboy does it because we've seen him lose before and then he comes back and he gets a win and he's, he's an absolute monster complete savage just a proper geezer <laughs> so I think it's not going to do any harm for Cowboy either way it's only going to enhance him yeah but Connor's a good chance to win and get his, his name back in people's minds so. well I say it ain't like got title implications if Cowboy beats Connor that he's beat number two three in the world that puts him right in it and True. probably gets him a title shot. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's a great fight. Hopefully it comes to fruition and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. All right, like it. So shall we move on to 
tonight's card we're doing it on this is Sunday morning it's currently 10 to 12 we've been uh, up and out nice and early this morning so tonight we've got the big one we've got uh, the returning Kane Velasquez against the resurgent Francis and Garno. decent card actually some good fights on there do you want to start with the main event I'll, I'll start wherever you want mate well let's start with the main event then big Francis and Garno. <laughs> up against Kane Velasquez yeah Cain Velasquez last fought in July 2016, beat Travis Brown. Before that, he fought in June 2015, lost to Verdum at altitude, that famous uh, fight. Before that, fought in October 2013, beat JDS. Active then. Very, very active. So, uh, while I was looking at this, actually, because obviously you're, you're thinking, oh, how's Cain going to do on his return? Ring rust, been out of the ring forever. And then you look at his last three fights and there's like a year break in at least in between all of them. So Might it, make a blind bit of difference. No, it probably it? isn't going to matter, is it? Nah. So maybe it just comes down to how sharp Kane is because on paper, 100% fit and active healthy Kane against 100% fit and active Francis is a straight up, straightforward blueprint for Kane to do work and get the win against Francis here. So Kane should get the job done probably. Yeah, and I think the odds from uh, Paddy Power reflect that one to two. Cain Velasquez favourite here and Garno 6-4 I can't see anything but a Cain win to be honest The obviously the caveat is this octagon he's got around his spine or whatever it is yeah what is it is it's it his back or his spine it's yeah spine some sort of cage around his spine oh god that's that, that is the reason why you feel that Garno has a chance as well as his knockout power and the fact he's such a beast he's so big Kane's ring rust but like you say does he even suffer from ring rust I mean where his performance against Travis Brown at 200 was phenomenal when he'd been out a year so who's to say what sort of Kane turns up I hope he's back and I think he will be back and I think he's come to rule the roost I think Cormier's got one more in him I think it's Brock Lesnar if it ain't Brock Lesnar it's Jones whatever happens there he leaves the throne for uh, Kane to make one last run at it and I think Kane gets this done by a TKO round three. I think he wears him down round one and two pretty dominantly. Beats him up. A couple of ten eights in there. Round three sort of waves it off. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. You're not going to back the big man. I thought I'm, you'd be backing Big Frank. I'm massively, massively, massively tempted to back Francis. Why? Just because he's a, a knockout monster and we've seen it. And you saw... Dominated by um, Stipe. Shit fight against Derek Lewis. That don't count, Completely does it? Bottle. No, I'm not really counting it now. No. Because, on the flip side of that, comes back against Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades, quality wrestler. And Francis, he's got his mind right. KO'd a quality wrestler. Yeah. I think he must be, must be doing some work on his wrestling in the meantime. If I was him, that's all I'd be doing. Because he's already got the knockout power. He doesn't really need to work on that. So I've got I've got a feeling maybe it's hope more than uh, judgment. I've got a feeling Francis could could you know get the win here. But I think I'd put a bet on that. I'd put a little single bet on Francis to get the win just because they're nice odds, and it's definitely possible. Yeah. If I'm going to make an official split decision pick, what is it? I'm going to go with Kane, and I'm going to go a little bit later on than you. I'm going to go Kane TKO fourth round. Okay. Same sort of build up, just a domination. Yeah, same same sort of build up. I think Kane 
will have his way for most of the fight. I think he'll take it easy early on, just try and wear him down, and then I think later on that's when it will really, really go for the finish. So fourth round, I'm saying. Yeah, I think Ngano could catch him, but only if he catches him cold early doors. If he, if he don't catch him in the first few minutes, I think. I think it's, that's all she wrote, to be honest. I love Francis. I hope he goes on to be champion one day. But I just want to see Kane, King Kane, come back and make one last run at it. And I think he will. It's a shame it's on a Sunday, though. It is a shame. We're going to have to watch this tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't have a recording box, so I've got to stay up or. I don't know what I've got to do. I've got to stay up. Well, on a school night. <laughs> on a school night, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll have to phone in sick tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, eh? But, uh, yeah, man, it's a great fight, isn't it? I mean, it's stacked card all the way through. Brilliant but what, fight. What yeah. a fight. So intriguing. Because no one knows what's going to happen, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, he could turn up looking like shit. People were saying he looks a bit soft in the weigh-ins and the open workouts, but he's always looked soft at Kane. He's always looked a bit podgy. Yeah, and I've seen a couple of videos do- with him doing sort of uh, pad work with his yeah. coaches, and he looks a little bit, uh, little bit rusty, a little bit stiff. But I think with Kane... He's the type of person that when he gets in there, when that when that bell rings for that first round, it doesn't matter what he looks like. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. Every time. Cormier says he's the best heavyweight to walk the earth, so I trust DC. Yeah, I don't think DC's the type to really bullshit on nah. that front. And I don't think he'd come back to fight a monster if he knew he weren't at it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fully expecting a Kane win here. What you do with him after, we'll, we'll, we shall see. We'll see if he does win first before getting into that. But there's been a lot of beef with John Jones online recently. So, I fully expect that to sort of happen, well, at some stage. Yeah, and that's, that's another absolute mental fight, isn't it, that one? But uh, moving on from that, so we move to the co-main. What's the co-main? Co-main. Big James Vick up against Paul Felder in the lightweight division. This is a, this is a bit of a naughty one, isn't it? it? This is a very naughty one. So James Vick, 13-2 and two record, looked very, very impressive for a long time. Came up against uh, Justin Gaethje in August of last year and got finished. So it was unfortunate for him. Before that, he won his previous four against Trinaldo, Duffy, Reyes, Trujillo. Paul Felder, 15-4. Uh, lost to Mike Perry last time out, up against up at uh, welterweight. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there for me, personally. Discount it. Before that, he, um, he's been absolutely dominating with elbows. Yep. Oliveira, TKO, elbows. Stevie Ray, TKO, elbows. Ricky, TKO, elbows. So he's a bit of a savage, let's be honest, Paul Felder. And I, I like him on the comms as well. He's a good, um, good personality. Yep, absolutely. In terms of where this fight's, where I see this fight going, for me, I think Paul Felder gets it done. Go on. Do you want to elaborate, Joe? <laughs> I will, I will elaborate, yeah. <laughs> I think he's, uh, he's just too much of a savage, Paul Felder. Yeah, I think you know James Vick is what he is. He's tall, like ridiculously tall for that lightweight division. It'll awkward. He'll keep those uh, kicks from distance, jabs from distance. For me, I think Paul Felder's so much of a savage. He's going to get in there, get a little tie clinch, elbows, elbows. I think he'll just have a little bit too much for James Vick. So my official pick will be Paul Felder decision. Uh, okay, decision, eh? Yeah, both of these fighters are sort of gagging for a 165 division, aren't they? They've both cut ungodly amount of weight, apparently. Uh, I think Felder walks around about 200 or something. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, because before, before now, I've always looked at him and thought, oh, he looks quite small. I don't know why. I just thought he was quite small, but really, he, he's not at all. He must just be packing a massive gut on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just gets rid of it. Ricky yeah. Hatton style. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I am in agreement with you. 
Is that a word? In agreement? Uh, agreement might be the better one. In, I'm in agreement <laughs> with you about uh, Felder getting this done. I've got here uh, round three, Tico, and in brackets I've put elbows. Nice, nice. Um, not really sticking my neck out there considering his last three wins were by elbows. So, But yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute bloody war. So I think the first two rounds, it could be a lot of back and forth. I think there'll be sort of transitions on the ground, standing, there'll be just blood everywhere and round three I think Felder gets him down and then uh, elbows him into oblivion yeah I think that's a very very solid shout uh, fight of the night as well probably yeah 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 good shout that one uh, what else we got on here so before that you got uh, Courtney Casey against Cynthia Calvillo Courtney Casey's very very up and down in the women's strawweight division Cynthia Calvillo for my money is the better fighter got a 7-1 record um, she's she's lost to Carla Esparza that's her only loss but she's otherwise she's got wins against uh uh, Botello, Calderwood, Pearl Gonzalez, Amanda Cooper, Montana De La Rosa, who looked very impressive last week. For me, yeah, I think Calvillo gets this done fairly convincingly. And I would probably say decision. I think, you know, that's in the women's strawweight division. You're not really pulling up any trees to say that it's going to go to a decision, are you? I've gone with round one sub, Calvillo. I'm not going to elaborate too much further. No? I think she's, yeah, I think she's much better. Odds two to seven, Casey nine to four, dicey record. I think Cavillo's a bit more sort of talented on the ground. I think she'll get it done round one sub. Yeah, I think that's very very possible. Uh, like I say, Courtney Casey is very up and down, so we'll have to see. Yeah, well, ra- yeah, round one subs not a bad shot. Might have my power nap in that uh, fight. Yeah, <laughs> you might have to to be honest. <laughs> yeah, go on. What else we got? Next one was it? Uh, Crone Gracie and. Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very excited for this. Crown Gracie, the son of Hickson. the uh, infamous Hickson Gracie. He's got four and four and record. Uh, Crown's been fighting in Ryzen against you know nobody. Got uh, submission wins in all of them. Triangle, uh, yeah, triangle armbar, couple of rear naked chokes. Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy. He's decent. He's decent. he's quite entertaining. He's quite um, sort of a wild striker. Uh, tough record though 14 wins 11 losses uh, for me I think Crone is going to get this one done I want Crone to get this one done he's a Gracie we all love the Gracies the, the, their heritage that they bring mm-hmm. I think the UFC that they're teeing this one up for a Crone Gracie win yeah 1-4 Crone Gracie uh, Caceres 5-2 big outsider he, he is vastly more experienced in the UFC though or just in generally in MMA so that's got to count for something going into this. I mean, what's Crone Gracie's striking like? Evidently, it's meant to be getting better, but he hasn't fought since 2016. That could be a bit tricky, I think. I, I, just, I think the odds are a little bit too long. I think Crone will get it done by sub, but I think the odds are a little bit long. For, yeah, I think 4-1 four, four to one on is a bit a uh, bit of a stretch. For a 4-0 and o versus, what is it, 14 and 12? and 11, yeah. 14 yeah. and 11. Yeah, I think it's a bit... Caceres can get a bit wild and get sort of into situations he really shouldn't be getting into with particular fighters and by that token he's probably going to try and get in a grappling match with one of the Graces but um, <laughs> I just think it's uh, one of those fights probably right in that they're trying to tee him up for a win over a seasoned vet so, like a relatively known uh, fighter in the MMA community but it could be tricky I, th- I, think, I don't think it'll be a cakewalk but I do think he'll get it done by sub yeah so what, what round are you thinking? I think you'll have a dicey first round and then get in the second. Yeah, I think I think you make some good points there, actually. My my pick is going to be Crone in the first. Okay. Uh, I'm, 
only because I'm envision, envisioning a uh, Damian Meyer style victory. Just no messing about, no, straight no, in, yeah. go for that leg, and then and get the submission from there. But I think you, you definitely make a good point that you know Bruce Leroy is experienced, got a lot more experience against much better opponents. It is very possible that he's gonna it's gonna be a lot tougher than it looks. Yeah, but I think Crone is that good in terms of his grappling. I think yeah, no messing about, straight in, and not even give Caceres the opportunity to uh, make it messy. Okay. No mess in there then, from Big Chrome. No, hopefully not. Anyway, it's it's good to see uh, Gracie's in there. It's good to see for me. I think you you would agree. It's good to see some jujitsu fighters in there just for some variation because this isn't a kickboxing league. This is mixed martial arts, so it's good to see good to see them all. It's in old school, isn't it? Though? It's just seeing one not, sort of like who have one specialty going in there, and it's nice to see rather than these well-rounded. I know it's yeah. the sound of it. <laughs> These bloody modern fighters yeah, with their well-roundedness. I don't know. But uh, no, I like to see it. Yeah, like, I know what you styles mean. versus make fights and all that. But uh, yeah, no, that's an exciting one. I think a lot of people will be looking forward to that one. And um, below that, though, we've got another one I'm looking forward to. Vincente Luque versus Brian Barberina. Another one with very long odds between them, which I think are just that Luque's the favourite here at 1-5, to five, but not maybe not a 1-5, to five, though. Uh, Brian Barberina is very tough. He's out at three to one. I do like Luke. He's got power in all facets of his facets of his game. Knocks people out for fun. Bar a Leon Edwards decision lost. He's got seven finishes in a row there. Yes, he has. Yeah, and I was look, I was looking at his record earlier, and I've seen him fight before, and I've been very impressed. And you look at his record; it's fourteen wins, six losses, one draw. And you think, well, that's a little bit early doors, weren't they? A little bit rough, but yeah, most of his losses were very early on in his career. So it's obviously turned it around a little bit, uh, and recently he's won his last three, uh, two knockouts and a dash choke in there. So he's got some good power, which we've all seen. Definitely got some, uh, you know, technical variability to throw it up, put a dash choke in there as well. So he's got, he's got, got it all. Yeah, Brian Barberina, a little bit less impressive for me. Beat he's beat Ellenberger last time out, which isn't really saying much. No disrespect to Ellenberger. We all know, yeah, he's a bit shot. Uh, and like you say, lost to Leon Edwards, lost to Colby before, beat Sage Northcutt for, for all that means, not much. So for me, I, I think uh, Luke gets his job done here, and I'll probably go around two KO for Luke. Put that times two because I've, uh, I've got exactly the same round round two KO. I think it'll be. A, I think this has got a uh, chance of being fight of the night as well. I really, I do because I think Barberina's just tough, and he'll be able to absorb. What Luke throws at him, and I think he can throw back as well. So uh, I'm excited for that one. Always look out for Luke's fights. Yeah, ne- yeah. never boring. No, no, definitely not. All right, so we're in agreement on that one. And the the first fight on the main card, Andre Touchy Feely against Miles Jury in the featherweight division. Best nickname, right? <laughs> it's a very very good nickname, Touchy Feely. Yeah, I like it. I like what he's done there. <laughs> so Miles Jury, he's uh, he has done well. Um, he's a uh, He's 17 and 3 record. Unfortunately, his three losses have all come in his last five fights, so he has uh, hit a little bit of a skid. He lost to Chad Mendes last time out, which is yes, that's no uh, bad thing, really. Chad Mendes, we all know what he's capable of. Uh, before that, beat Rick Glenn, beat De La Torre, he's lost to Charles Oliveira on his featherweight debut. Before that, he was lightweight, lost to Donald Cerrone. All top. Top sort of nine. guys he's losing Definitely, to and he's beating yeah. some good ones Rick Glenn's a good fighter so yeah nothing to sort of 
hang your head in shame on no, and losses. I think, yeah. And then you look at Andre Feely, lost to Michael Johnson last out, but before that he's beat Dennis Bermudez, uh, beat the legend that is Artem Lobov. Uh, and then lost, lost to Calvin Qatar before that so it's a very even fight I think for my money I don't know if you got the odds on this one yeah Miles Jury 4-7 to favourite there which I'm thought it would be a little bit closer than that and uh, Feely out 5-4 to four. I thought it would be more of sort of even even money yeah. yeah Andre Feely lost his last one against Johnson that's a pretty disputed decision that that he lost there this is just a coin flip for me. Yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely a, a pick'em, as they say. Yeah, uh, pick'em. <laughs> Mugs. So, what are you going to go for then? Uh, the spot. What are we having? Um, I, I've put here a, a feely decision. Yeah. I think. Um, I think he's just got a bit more about him. I think. I think he's he's due a decision in his favour after the last one out, and I think it'll be very close and now edge towards uh, Touchy. Okay, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I've got no rhyme or reason for picking him. Like, one strength over the other. I just, I just think I'll just go with him. Just that feeling you've got about it. Yeah, it's like I say, it's so close to call. Yeah. It, it could go either way, I think. But Both uh, men desperately need the win, though, I think. Yeah, definitely. To make definitely, some relevance. Especially, especially you look at Miles Jury, his, his recent record. Uh, you know, even Andre Feely lost, lost last time out. So they do need it, both of them. I yeah. Think, like you say, it's so close. It could go either way. I think uh, it, it's probably just tips towards a feely win for me, even though the odds might not suggest that. Yeah, I mean, what with uh, Holloway seemingly moving up as well, this division's going to be blown wide open. So a win here for either gentleman can put them on a sort of unlikely road towards a sort of, sort of top five title sort of situation. I'm not saying they will, but they'll, they'll both be looking at that. Yeah, definitely. Alright, so that wraps up the main card. Uh, we might as well just touch on the prelims. You've got Helen Burrell opening up the uh, early prelims, which is a, a little bit of a fall from grace for Helen Burrell. Badly, yeah. Uh, he missed, he's mentioned he missed, he missed weight again, so it's probably time to just... Uh, sack it. Sack it off, I would say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. On the, the, the main prelims, I don't know if that's what they call them, uh, closing out that one, an absolutely quality fight here. Jimmy Rivera up against Aljamain Sterling in the bantamweight division. If you look at Jimmy Rivera, 22-2 and two record. He was on an absolute tear until Marais knocked him into next week. Yep. And he beat, came back and beat John Dodson in a unanimous decision. And before the Marais fight, he won his previous 20 fights, Jimmy Rivera. So, not a bad record. Up against Aljamain Sterling. And I know he, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of hype about how good Sterling can be. For me... I need to see quite a lot more out of him for, before I'm fully uh, impressed with him. Uh, and unfortunately for him, I don't think that's going to come in this fight. I think Jimmy Rivera, outside of the top sort of two or three in this division, is the next best and could even put himself in that bracket. So I think Jimmy Rivera gets a, uh, a KO win in this one. KO? Yeah, I think so. I think the power in his hands is just ridiculous. What round have you gone in? So I was tempted to go early. I think... I think you need to give Sterling a little bit more credit than that. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go late second round KO win for Rivera. Oh, okay, interesting. I've gone with. Um, well, based on his last performance, he he was absolutely phenomenal on the ground, Sterling, and he's got a lot of submission wins. Yeah, he got a nice little knee bar, like yeah, knee bar, didn't he? Last exactly. Time. I I think this is his going to be his coming out party. To be honest, I think. He could have a dicey first two rounds. I think it could be tough. I could be a lot to in and throw in between a pair of them. Potentially, he might have to be a comeback win. 
but I think he's going to get a, a sort of fit sub finish in the third round. Okay, yeah, that's a decent shout actually. Yeah, so I think it's going to be uh, a lot of two in and throwing, like I say, and I think he's going to have to sort of fight his way literally to a uh, sub win in the third round for uh, Aljo, which puts him right in there. Unfortunately, Mariah's is waiting, so don't know what the situation will play out there if Mariah's did go on to win the title. I mean, he dispatched a pair of these pretty early in his two fights, didn't he? Yeah, 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 very early. Uh, I think that's, more, that's probably credit to how good Mariah's is. I think so as well. Caught them both cold. It's that Sterling one. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Just that KO. I don't think he even meant that with his knee. <laughs> I think he meant to kick him. Yeah, yeah, I think you could be right. Um, and the one against Rivera was very impressive as well. Yeah. But, yeah, well, he's a monster. But as it is, this fight, it's very interesting. Very divisive across the board. I mean, Rivera's the favourite. 4-7. to seven, Aljo 5-4. to four, So, your pick is probably more likely. But I can certainly see Aljo getting this done. Yeah, I think that is a very good shout, actually. I think you've... Uh... You put quite a lot of thought into that one. You've uh, covered all the bases. I think that's a decent. Yeah. Well, well, it, it means a lot. I, uh, these guys need my thought and <laughs> yeah. sort of thought processes for my picks. I don't. I don't want to discredit either of them. But uh, yeah, that sort of wraps it up for me in terms of the preview. I don't think there's anything else on that card that sort of sticks out to me. Nothing that really sticks out too much. I think there's enough on there. Enough big names: Kane, Garnu, Felder, Vic, Cron, uh, Gracie. It'd be good to see how he gets on. Luke, Feely. Uh, Miles Jury, Rivera Sterling, cracking card all round really. A um, couple of lesser known fights in there as well, and sort of the early prelims and the prelims, but I think for entertainment value, this is going to be a very, very good card. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just glad there's no sort of comedy fights on there. Greg Hardy, CM Punks and all that, because they're moving on to ESPN and stuff. So it's nice to see just legit, legit, legit lads and lasses on there. Yeah, I agree with you there, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. So, we might as well wrap this one up then, I think. Yeah, nothing else to cover really, is there? I mean, there's a card next week, but um, we're going to try and get one out midweek. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that during the week, I think. What is it again? Is it uh, the Czech one? Is it the Czech card or is that the week after? Yeah, it is. So, it's in it's in Prague next week. So, you've got uh, Jan Blakovic against Thiago Santos. That's a good one. Uh, Strefan, uh, Strefan, Stefan Struve against uh, Ruggiero de Lima. I think Fish Gold's on there. Yeah. Scouser. Yes. Um, Jean Volante's on there. Peter Yan. Hopefully he'll get a nice win over John Dodson. Some actually decent ones. I mugged mug that card off, but that main event's brilliant. There is a few, actually. Yeah, you've got uh, Pedersoli Jr. coming out of Cage Warriors. Tamer against Fish Gold. Be a, a cracking fight. Brilliant opportunity for Fish Gold there on, on the prelims. No, but like I say, we'll we'll get sort of into that one midweek if possible, and then that's it, really. Yeah, other than that, split decision, listeners. Thank you once again for tuning in. We put two out this week. I hope hope you've enjoyed them both. If you haven't listened, please go back and listen to the previous one. Let us know what you think. Uh, we are on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. We're all about. We're looking to get a website up and running soon, so that's something else in the works. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Other than that, I want to wish you all a very good week. I hope it's prosperous for you all. hope you have some uh, good times, maybe fall in love, <laughs> anything like that. hope you enjoy the fights tonight. So from me, we'll uh, speak to you next time. Have a phenomenal week all. Uh, I hope you're talking to me when you're saying I hope you fall in love this week, Joe. Well, I'd be uh, happy to see that for you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, yeah... Happy week, everybody.
Happy week. See you next time. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>